hear from Jackie Cross, who's Chief Nursing Midwifery Officer of New South Wales, who you heard last year. It's a bit of a tradition that the Chief Nursing Officer, Chief Nursing Midwifery Officer, speaks at this conference to hear what's going on. And uh, please welcome Jackie Cross. You better tell us whether you're going to how much you're going to be welcoming um, migrant nurses to the New South Wales health system. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. It sounds like I came at the end of a very interesting um, debate. I wish I'd come a bit earlier and heard, heard a little bit more of that. So, good afternoon, and as I said, thank you for inviting me to be here today. Uh, and a special thank you to Brett, uh, Judith, and, and Coral as well. Uh, I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today and pay my respects move that down, to elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us here today. Whenever I hear an acknowledgement or I say one, I'm reminded of the inequity in health and other social determinants for the first people of this nation. I'm also reminded of New South Wales Health's strong and continuing commitment in closing the gap for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And of how important it is to ensure that the work we are, that we are all involved in contrib contributes in some ways to that com commitment. It's been 12 months uh, since I first started in the role of the Chief Nursing and Midwifery Officer for New South Wales Health, and I recall very clearly being here uh, this time last year as one of the very first, um, I think, official speaking um, engagements that I participated in. So it's very nice to be back here again today. I'm pleased to say it remains a huge privilege to work with and to lead nurses and midwives in New South Wales. As I visited facilities and talked with nurses and midwives, I am constantly reminded that we come from diverse and varied backgrounds and we work across the broad spectrum of healthcare delivery settings and contexts. As individuals, we bring different strengths, experiences, and perspectives to our practice. And what unites being part of the nursing and midwifery profession is our commitment in making a difference and providing the best possible compassionate care to patients, clients, women, children and babies, their carers, partners, loved ones, and to our communities. When I was preparing for the speech, I reflected upon some development work that we've been doing within our team uh, in the Nursing and Midwifery Office. Uh, and we participated as a group in the core chat training. Um, some of you may be familiar with it, and you might have actually undertaken it yourselves. If you're not, uh, it's provided through HETI and it provides a mechanism for having respectful interactions that are based on the core values that underpin New South Wales Health, which I'm sure you all know. Uh, collaboration, openness, respect and empowerment. Part of the focus of that session was understanding that for respectful interactions to occur in an authentic way, we need to be aware of and understand the diversity within our own workplaces and the different perspectives and assumptions that we all make and how that ultimately influences our interactions with others. 
I think the message that I took from that day was that it always starts with us. The theme of this year's professional day, diversity in healthcare, is very important in terms of encouraging us not only to explore debates in healthcare, but it also provides us with opportunities to reflect upon the contribution and the responsibility that we all have as individuals to ensure that we behave in ways that respect and celebrate diversity, not only in the workplace, but in all aspects of our lives. We often celebrate the fact that, as, that Australia is a diverse country and that it has many cultural, spiritual and religious backgrounds and continues to have one of the largest immigrant populations with over 200 cultural groups represented. It is estimated that approximately 27% of people living in Australia were born overseas. And in fact, I'm one of those, like many of you probably in the audience. As nurses and midwives, we care for people from a variety of different cultural backgrounds. We also see the impact that race, religion, language, education, and economic status can affect individual and community health outcome and well-being. Working with patients and clients from such diverse backgrounds is very much part of our daily business. It remains and will continue to be our role to provide care to people from the broad spectrum, broad spectrum of society and to do it without judgment and with respect and compassion. It is imperative for each of us to continue to challenge our own beliefs and subconscious biases. It is our individual responsibility to self-reflect on our own values and beliefs and how they influence us in the workplace so that we can effectively advocate and ensure equity and access to healthcare for all, no matter what our background might be. Valuing others is not just an aspiration. It is central to our practice. The great respect that is afforded to us by the community also brings great responsibility. The principles of valuing and respecting others are embedded in our professional codes of practice and standards and in national law. Of course, in the delivery of healthcare, diversity brings both opportunities and challenges. As I said, it, it holds great possibilities for the enrichment for all of us and it also challenges us to ensure that the experience of care is a positive one for all concerned, but particularly for those who may be marginalised. Our patients should be able to enter a hospital or a healthcare setting and feel that they are in a safe environment and that their culture is respected. Our patients and their families have a right to cultural respect. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Australia continue to suffer many health disparities across the healthcare system. Access to healthcare for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people continues to be problematic, with several factors affecting access to care, including availability, affordability, acceptability, and appropriateness. New South Wales Health aims to provide culturally appropriate services for our First Nations people. And as part of that commitment, it is a priority for the Nursing and Midwifery Office to play an active part in preparing nurses and midwives 
to meet the needs of the community that we serve and to support a workforce that represents that community. So I'd like to now take an opportunity to share with you some of the work that the Nursing and Midwifery Office is leading with regard to improving the health outcomes for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And I was really pleased to see us mentioned in the, um, the fly that you've got as part of this, a special edition, um, showcasing some of the work that we're doing and, and our two remarkable um, officers that are working in the office. So it was really nice to see that. So as I said, New South Wales Health continues to be committed to the provision of a culturally safe and culturally appropriate and competent healthcare system. And we know that by providing opportunities for Aboriginal people to gain education and employment within nursing and midwifery, that there are significant benefits to Aboriginal health outcomes. As part of this commitment, of our commitment to Aboriginal nursing and midwifery, a strategy was established in 2001, which at that time was in response to the government's commitment to increase Aboriginal nursing workforce in rural and remote areas. And as you'll all be aware, that has now um, lengthened and broadened to include all of New South Wales. So the Nursing and Midwifery Office continues to play a vital role in supporting and, and increasing the Aboriginal uh, workforce. Our office has offered cadetships to Aboriginal nursing and midwifery students since 2004, so building on a very strong legacy. The cadetship program provides financial assistance, a paid work placement, mentoring, clinical support, and ongoing employment in the healthcare system upon completion of the degree. Retention rates of Aboriginal students at university are considerably lower than non-Indigenous people. And a cadetship allows some of the stresses and the pressures to be alleviated so that we can help support and retain students to complete their studies. I think most importantly, cadets are able to build relationships with their nursing and midwifery colleagues, learn from them, and start to build confidence and trust in the healthcare system. To date, cadetships have supported 76 Aboriginal registered nurses to complete their degree, 10 registered midwives, and 46 enrolled nurses. That's a total of 132 Aboriginal nurses and midwives that are now working in the health system. We currently have a further 70 cadets uh, enrolled, and the program continues to go from strength to strength. We're very proud of this achievement, as we see increasing the Aboriginal health workforce as a key priority that will help improve the health outcomes for Aboriginal people. And I see today as part of the program that you've heard from Joanne, oh sorry, from Janine Mohammed from the Congress of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Nurses and Midwives, Katsunim. We have a very close uh, relationship uh, with them. And as part of our cadetship program, participants are provided uh, with support to attend the Katsunim uh, conference. And there was a wonderful quote uh, that's been provided by one of the participants that I'd like to share with you. And I think that sums up the importance that we all place in being connected. She said, it has provided me with even more of a connection to my culture and has provided me with the ability to network with many deadly health workers. With the theme of Katzenham Conference being about identity, I have found ways to strengthen my identity as a proud Aboriginal nurse. 
Mentoring is a key factor within the program that supports the retention of the Aboriginal nurse, nurses and midwives. And this year, NAMO has partnered with Katsunim, and we're providing two mentoring workshops to approximately 50 Aboriginal nurses and midwives. Our first workshop was held recently in Coffs Harbour, and it brought together Aboriginal nurses and midwives from the Mid-North Coast, Northern New South Wales, and Hunter New England local health districts. So they were brought together to provide formal training, to provide mentorship and support to Aboriginal student nurses and midwives. And the hope of this is that it will build capacity within the workforce to provide a sustainable mentoring model into the future. In recent years, we've had a focus on supporting Aboriginal registered nurses to take up midwifery, and this has been very successful. Since 2014, 22 nurses have enrolled in postgraduate midwifery studies as part of the program. And as part of this overarching commitment, we've um, just developed a pilot project which provides clinical placements in, in the Aboriginal uh, medical services and the Aboriginal maternal and infant health services. So the aim is to provide the students with experience with Aboriginal women and communities, which will enhance their experience and learning as future Aboriginal midwives. We're currently evaluating that, uh, and we do hope that this initiative will become business as usual as a way to better recruit, support, and retain Aboriginal nurses into midwifery, with the overarching aim to provide a more culturally appropriate service for Aboriginal women and their families. We are proud of the fact that New South Wales is leading the country in this space, and for everyone here today that has supported the, candidate, the uh, cadets in the workplace, you're a very important part of this legacy. So we thank you. Being culturally, I'm getting the wind up. Being culturally inclusive is more than just being tolerant. If we marginalise, isolate, or discourage patients and colleagues, that is important to build. It is impossible to to build respectful relationships. The minute that patients enter our hospital facilities, we need to recognise the power differential that exists between patients and health professionals. We know that people are more than a label. Our needs are complex, diverse, and need to be individualised. And as nurses and midwives, we are in a unique position to see the patient, the person in front of us as a whole. A person who, like us, has diverse experiences, views, values, loves and challenges, and who supports and who is supported by interwoven connections with others. So my challenge to you today is to reflect and acknowledge how we see the world, that how we see the world might be different from others. And I'd invite you, upon reflecting on today's program, to ask yourselves the following questions. Do I value diversity? And if I do, then how do my words and behaviours demonstrate that? And most importantly, how will the patients and the families that I care for know that I do? Diversity is what nourishes and strengthens a community, and that is something that we should all support and celebrate. So once again, I thank you for the invitation to be here today, and I wish you well for the remaining um, days of your conference. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Jackie, and thank you for keeping the tradition up of the Chief Nursing and Military Officer.